0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Very good. All right, here we go. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball, made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile.
1: Good afternoon, Kevin. Good afternoon, gentlemen. We've got a lot to talk about this afternoon. Yes, well, you we just, do. You,
0: How about you, that you just new take right off. Which direction do you want to go?
1: Well, the first thing is Keon Minifield Jr. I'm sure you guys have talked about it already.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's rare that it happens at this time. It's, it's our understanding this is a clear thing. has nothing to do with the temporary transfer uh, rule where you can transfer to transfer. He's eligible for good. And – and he may play tomorrow. I guess he's been practicing. How good is he?
1: Yeah, he, this staff and I've talked about this in uh, various times. When, when you know, ten games into a season, when you think he's going to be a continue to be a redshirt, you don't talk as much about a guy. Um, but when we have talked about him, this staff absolutely loves him. He's probably the closest thing to a true point guard that Arkansas's got on the roster. He has been practicing as part of the scout team. My guess is there are times that they work him in, uh, you know, they don't do a lot of live five-on-five scrimmaging anyway. So, you, you know, um, but, but when they have, and they probably, they've, I know they stepped that up in this past week. My guess is, without having confirmed it yet, is that he's been probably getting some looks. Um, you know, so, I mean, you're right. This, is a, this has nothing to do with the ruling in Ohio. Uh, that gives a temporary relief to multiple for second-time or beyond transfers. Uh, this is an a NCAA decision uh, that grants him immediate eligibility starting with tomorrow's game. Uh, now, we'll see, you know, how much does he factor into the game plan? Is, is he going to be in the rotation? Melsman's talked about he's going to be looking at making changes to that rotation based on the problems the team has had. Uh, but I do think, I know a couple of things. The staff really likes him. They like him a lot in terms of what he brings to the court, not just as a person. And he's probably the closest thing to a point guard and a lead guard that Arkansas has on its roster.
0: Amazing. Well, that's good. Uh, you know, So he may be in the picture tomorrow. Who else might be in the picture tomorrow that maybe would change things as far as the starting lineup is concerned?
1: Well, that's a good question, Rick. And, look, Musselman has had multiple different starting lineups, He's had some guys consistently in the lineup. When you look at Trevor Brazil, Devo Davis, Tremont Mark, before he got hurt, we know he didn't start in the next game, played off the bench, and then went over Furman and uh, was back in the starting lineup against OU. So you pretty much had those three as consistent starters. Uh, I think if anything, guys, you know, I think L. Ellis may be out of the starting lineup. Now, He he didn't start every game this year. I think when they were in the Bahamas, he was back out of the starting lineup. Denham was put back in it for the Duke game and Arkansas got back and has been starting. But I think we might see him out of that. Um, I was in the, my thought process that maybe we see Blocker in there, and he's it's, you know playing in his, basically his hometown, central Arkansas. Um, and so maybe he's in there. Um, but, but the midfield situation is very intriguing now. Moving forward, whether or not he gets a nod to play a lot tomorrow or not, uh, I'd be surprised if he appears as a starter, uh, how much he plays and what, how he factors in. It just really depends on how much they feel like he's ready and how much they've been able to get, how they've used him in practice leading up to now. Um, but, uh, you know, I think some other possibilities are um, not just changes in the rotation, but asking guys to pick the slack up in areas. I mean, Tremont Mark was billed as a defender as an elite defender and part of that Houston program that's really good defensively, he's been a scorer. He's been mostly an offensive player. In fact, he doesn't have an offensive rebound this season. He's averaging 2.2 fewer rebounds per game than he did a year ago at Houston. He's got a career low right now on assists, steals, and career highs and fouling. So he hasn't really fit in outside of being, at times, a splendid mid-range scorer. In the other parts of the game that you thought he might bring, It just hasn't been there. You can go down the line. Devo Davis hasn't been as good defensively. Trevor in Brazil has shown the ability to be a double-double guy, but he's only averaging about 10 points a game on about less than seven shots. I think he's got to factor in more uh, into the offense. So I'm thinking is it as much about truly turning the rotation inside and out or just trying to maybe play a little differently with the guys you have and maybe make some tweaks to the rotation, Um you know, I think it may be a combination of things there. Mm. Uh, but I think Keon Minifield adds a, a a a pleasant element based on the feedback I got from that coaching staff regarding what he brings to the table, different from what everything else they have available on their roster. Again, tomorrow, how much does that play into it? Well, we're going to find out in less, less than 24 hours, or about 24 hours from now.
0: Let's check in with uh, Savage. Savage, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports.
1: What's going on, fellas? You doing all right? What's up, buddy? I'm oh, doing good. You know, with, with the Minnesota kid, obviously I haven't been too lucky with uh, you know getting players eligible. We you know with Sunday Adebayo, Jesse Pate, Connor Vanover. What does this kid bring to the table as far as who are we comparing him to, uh, Kevin? Is he more of a Courtney Fortune driving pass? Is he more of a, a drive pull-up shooter? What kind of player is this kid? And I'll get off there. appreciate it, guys. Yeah, I mean so so you know Blocker has been you know it's it's been easy to identify him as the guard with the mo the, the best burst getting from A to B slash into the basket. I think Minifield brings some similar element in terms of his quickness going from point of attack to get the spots and that can be all the way to the rim. He's long for a 6-1 guard. He's got plus arm length so quickness burst uh, but I think he, I think he plays with a pace, a, a point guard pace, and will set the table up for others. Uh, you know, Blocker's a willing passer, but he doesn't necessarily have those true point guard instincts. And he's averaging—I put this in an article uh, that I just published yesterday on Hogville.net—he's averaging less than two and a half assists for 40 minutes. Not all that's on him; the, the offense has been dysfunctional at times. But I think Minifield, will uh, give Arkansas some help in that area with the ability to score. Now, remember, he averaged 10 points a game as a freshman last year at Washington. Uh, he was an all-pack, all Freshman team uh, selection. Um, you know, I don't know if there's a specific Razorback I would compare him to, but I do think, compared to the guys on this team, he may very well be the best answer for a lead guard. Then it becomes a question of, well, he hasn't played all year yet. How much in practice did they really... Having not on the scout team and you know interacting in, in, in groups with players that are in the rotation, you know, all of those things are a little bit unknown, and so we still don't know how that's going to impact. once he does hit the court, but I do think he brings elements nobody else does, and that can be a really good thing moving forward. Because I think one of Arkansas's biggest problems has been lack of ball movement, lack of leadership at the one, uh, and a guy that's running the team not only with pace, but putting the ball on time, on target, consistently. And he may just be at help there, but I also think he can score uh, from that point guard position, and that's also a good thing.
0: Very good. So really what you're saying, this is maybe a key piece that Coach Musselman has been missing, and that is the true point guard.
1: Yeah, and the other thing is, defensively, Arkansas's had so many problems, especially on the perimeter. That part I can't speak to as much as I can what I've seen offensively from from, from Keon, just looking back at what I've seen of him uh, when he was a freshman and been watching as much highlights as I could get a hold of in the offseason when he committed. Uh, defensively, Arkansas has got a lot of holes, and I'm not sure how that gets Absolutely. better with Keon. I can't say it gets worse, but I think offensively for sure, He'll bring elements that Arkansas has been missing. I'm not saying it's going to fix everything right away, but I think he brings qualities that have been missing.
0: That's, uh, I mean, that's encouraging into itself. And, I mean, what was said at the beginning of the week was uh, keep your man in front of yourself. If he can do that and then distribute the basketball as you're expected or as you've talked about, then that's a win-win because – There has not been that much actual, what I call, sharing of the basketball. I know that, what is it, 200? That's his magic number of passes. Uh, He hadn't hadn't been talking about that lately. No. Uh, Coach Musselman hadn't been talking about that. Oh, we really shared the ball well. We had uh, 130 passes. I couldn't believe it in the first half. He had not mentioned sharing the basketball and those numbers, Kevin, in at least a couple couple of games or a couple of weeks for sure.
1: Yeah. And I think even when they're getting to their games where they're getting 200 passes, sometimes, you know, you can pass it around, and if it's not leading to easy shots, and you're not moving it side to side and inside and out enough, even though you're hitting your number, you may not, it may not be leading to a lot of good looks. And I think there were some games like that. Uh, the Furman game, I think they went over 200 in that game, but they only had, I don't remember what it was, six, seven, eight assists in that game. And and they looked stagnant a lot, even in that game when they scored 97 points. Uh, So sometimes – or excuse me, it wasn't the Furman game. I'm going back uh, to to, uh, – well, I've lost my train of thought. But it was one of the games where I I'm trying to remember now. It was one of the games where they made the pass. It might have been Greensboro, yeah, where they had the 48-point second half and still lost. They'd gotten behind by double digits. Yeah, I think that's right. So they lost that game.
0: All right, Kevin, hang on. We got to step away for a moment. That is Kevin Thanks, McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net, and yes, Fence Brokers, Chris, and the gang. And I just accidentally hit the wrong button. All right, <laughs> come on back, Kevin. All right, Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater, and again, we are joined by. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball, made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. All right, Kevin, I'm going to ask this question again. I asked it of Coach Z, and he really couldn't give me maybe a concrete answer, at least one I've, I was. i do not know if I'm looking for a specific answer, but... What is the identity of this team? (laughs) Well,
1: the identity of Eric Melsman teams have always started on the defensive end, and they haven't gotten there yet. And this is why, when you ask me about rotation and what changes, I mean, he's played a lot of players. There have been games already this year that he's emptied the bench in both halves, trying to figure out what's going to work. And so everybody's really been in there, and it's – I don't – You know, so whatever he decides to do may not look that wildly different than what he's done in some games when he's played everybody. I don't know that they're really at a place where he's going to be drilled down to seven or eight. Uh, But I do think, you know, some of the stuff I mentioned in the previous segment, but identity, it's the defensive end with Eric Nelsman coach team. They've finished ranked 10th, 11th, and 17th. Analytics, it's the one I like to use when I talk about uh, you know, kind of looking at a snapshot in time of what the defense is. They're nowhere near there right now. They're ranking in the 50s, but I think it's got to start on that end, Randy. So I think to answer your question, the identity will be better known when they start solving things on that side, that 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 end of the court. Now he's recruited to have a better offensive team when you look at three-point shooting. Um, they, uh, you know, we've seen some of that already this year, but they've had so many problems on that end of it. Uh, but I still think, just like in every season. What, what, where this Arkansas, What the identity is until it either proves that it's going to be sound defensively or not. If if it doesn't end up being anywhere near where it's been in the past, that could be a recipe for not making the NCAA tournament for the first time in several years.
0: Mm. Wow, that's, I think that's, it should that's be jolting to even hear that thought, isn't it? <laughs> it
1: yeah. See, I was th- I, mean, I was
0: thinking the identity A should be defense. I agree with that. It should be it should start defensively. But I would I would have thought with all the offensive firepower he brought in this year that you could also say they have the ability to hit the three-point shot on a somewhat consistent basis, which we haven't seen for a while. And yeah. I really thought it would be a better rebounding team, Kevin, uh, based on yeah. their length and their size. I really thought they'd be a better rebounding team, and uh, that's the, a the fair. Part that, blows, that part is part, really
1: stands out.
0: The part that really blows my mind the most is their inability, though, to defend. I mean, that is that is that is amazing to me because uh, we've seen more dribble penetration and and kick and drive and all this other stuff. And, yeah, there's there's a great number of blocks,
1: but they can't
0: can't block that interior front line can't block every
1: shot. Right. That's right. Um, You know, and and so the identity offensively, what stood out over time is they really, I mean, they've been consistently good at getting to the free throw line, right? They're among the top five teams in the country usually, and they are right now. Getting there, the number of times they get to take the attempt free throws, And the number they make, both of those are top five. That's true again. They're a little better percentage-wise, but still mediocre this year about middle of the pack when you look at the efficiency and the conversion rate. So they need to get better there. So if the offense has ever had an identity really in their most know, they prefer to drive and get as close to the rim as they can to either finish close range or get to the foul line. But I still think defensively is where the true identity where everything really starts and that other stuff matters, but it's not as important if you can't take care of the defensive end. In fact, our club's been sound defensively guarding the three-point line every year except this one. And so even though their three-point shooting was bad, they try to keep the volume down there because the efficiency wasn't where they needed it. And then defensively they say, okay, we're not good from three. You're not going to be good from three either. We're going to offset it. That hasn't happened this year. They're better from three, but they're even worse defending the three than they have been. So, And, and, you know, their 34% shooting on offense from three is respectable. That's a lot better than where they've been. The volume could probably be a little bit more. uh, But, you you know, the percentage is there. I think the biggest issue in offense, though, has been the ball movement. Lack of, you know, you could see defenses digging in, and then you wonder on the other end, well, why, why can't Arkansas's defense do a better job? And I think it's, you know, I think when your offense and your defense are both struggling, it explains six and four through ten games when the most non-conference games Mussman ever lost at Arkansas in the four years prior was two. He's doubled. They've doubled that up with three more to go, including tomorrow's game against Lipscomb.
0: That's, uh, I guess, in some ways, it's extremely encouraging on one hand. And maybe this is the spark. Mennefield could be the spark, maybe, to get this team on a roll, maybe the spark that's been missing.
1: I mean, maybe, you know, it's 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 it, you know it's always on hand, all hands on deck. I think something else. You know, Arkansas has always dealt with injuries in some of their trouble areas, and when they hit these rough patches of games, and they've had their share of that this year. I mean, uh, Jalen Graham missed four consecutive games, starting with Greensboro all the way through the Bahamas. He really just had an impactful game for the first time. Against OU in a game where you got clobbered, so it's kind of hard to see some of these things. Brazil exits Furman at the end. He didn't. He was. You know. He played and started against Oklahoma, only played 15 minutes. It seemed obvious he wasn't. You know, playing at his, his at full health. And then mm-hmm. you had Tramon Mark not play the due game, a game Arkansas won. Mm-hmm. So these things tell me they've got the pieces. Can they keep guys healthy? Now you've got Minifield in the fold. What dynamics does he change? You know, how much time does he need to really get acclimated out there? And then can other guys start checking more boxes than they've been checking lately? I mentioned Devo Davis, Tremont Mark, some of the other guys. Uh, Trevor Brazil maybe being more involved offensively. What can I, What can the staff do? What tweaks can they make to not only get the rotations right, but get guys' roles right? I think for players to buy into the roles, they need roles that can lead to success. And, and maybe there are some tweaks that, were, that we'll find out more about as we move forward after they've had a week. Because it was more like when, the, more, the more we learned about what they did in the past week, it was more like a training camp revisit back in September than it probably was getting prepared for any opponent. You know, kind of right, like going it, back to the drawing board in some ways.
0: we got about 30 seconds. Name me your starting five right now. <laughs> I'm
1: going Brazil, Mark, Devo Davis, Blocker and Chandler Lawson. That's how I would do it. If he wants to go small, sub out Chandler Lawson and put in uh, Joe's opinion.
0: Oh, Joe's opinion. You're seeing Joe as a wow. potential star. Aha, I
1: world. got that in there, didn't I? That should
0: be good for our show next week.
1: We would love
0: that. All right. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you tomorrow at Simmons Arena. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Joe. Kevin McPherson. Better known as Hoopscoop, courtesy of hawkville.net. Thanks to Chris Walker and our guys over at Fence Broker.